Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. There's not a lot to get to this week, so we are going to jump right in. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Rizzo, Ashen Mask, and Golden Might of the Dawn ascended to the peak of the pagoda of the Temple of Mars. At its peak, what would they find? Would more challenges await them before the idol, or would they be granted sweet respite? We open on a room filled with red light, a moment caught frozen. Crimson and gold curtains are flapping, frozen, in a mad dance. Pieces of wood and stone hang in the air, crashing toward the ground and rising toward the ceiling at the same time. At the center of this large chamber, filled with racks of weapons, places to sit, scrolls, a number of statues. But at the center, there is a small pedestal, on top of which sits a red idol of a woman in armor, holding a spear and a shield, looking up and from the eyes of this statue, a trail of red light ascends toward the ceiling, through which a small bit of natural light pours. You can see feet dug in near the roof. You see the statue that is holding back this meteor with angry veins of red coursing through its cold stone. This all assaults you as you enter the room that followed, the room where you spoke with Rizzo's grandmother, this large chamber frozen in time, housing the idol of Mars. What do you do? Can I roll for perception to see, like, if I go to approach the idol or take it is there gonna like are there any trap floors or anything yeah so you could do either perception plus awareness or perception plus occult occult please so you can spend up to your perception plus occult motes to increase Mm. your roll what's your difficulty yeah what am i looking to beat i'll tell you this this roll is going to inform you less if there are any traps and more about the general nature of the room I'm going to say that it is going to be a difficulty three. There's a lot going on here that is obviously supernatural that you could use to sort of draw conclusions from, but Mm -hmm. also you're not exactly sure of the specific mechanisms of this sorcery or this artifice. Okay. So, three. Um, I'm going to spend one personal essence. Perfect. Four successes. Okay. So... You are not looking at any traps, but you can see and you can feel. As a sorcerer, you've become well attuned to the essence of geomantically powerful sites, that you are near the nexus of this domain. You can feel that something more than simply this room holds the statue in place. You can also see in the corners of your eyes as you look around the room a sense of movement. You can't pin anything down, but there's a a sense of movement, a sense of creeping tension. Ashen Mask puts his hand on his face and kind of wipes down, looks around and goes, are we, are we sure this is real? I mean, this isn't like someone's expectation of what this room is going to look like, right? I hope not. I think that we've all been through enough, but Mars can be a tricky one. 
I mean, my expectation was that we'd have to fight something in order to get it, and so if anything, this is kind of anticlimactic. Maybe this is the idol's room. Like, this is the room that the idol has a conflict about? Yeah, and it's and it's us, and we're actually apparitions. We don't exist. We're what the idol's conflicted about. Then maybe we can just do whatever we want. Oh, I like that idea. All of a sudden I was scared, but now I feel much more better. Rizzo's gonna walk up and just grab the idol. So, this is a very large room, and as you walk to about halfway across, um, as you're crossing a table that has a scroll laid out across it, as well as a brush and a well of ink, um, actually an ink stone on it, that movement that you've been seeing in the corner of your eyes solidifies as, from a billowing curtain caught hanging, frozen in time, a figure steps. It is a tall and broad woman with bright red hair, some of it pulled back into a tight ponytail, some of which at the bottom hangs down. It's one of those sort of two-tiered ponytail and like loose hair haircuts. She is wearing brilliant red armor. She has the most intense red eyes you've ever seen. Tawia has red eyes, but they don't burn like this. On her back is a spear and a shield, and she gently puts out her hand and says, I'm not sure if you want to step out there just yet. Um, okay. Uh, who are you? My name is Mars, and this is my temple, or something like that. They call this place the Pagoda of Struggle Cessation. Hopefully, it's apparent why. But you've been through a lot to get here. Why don't we all sit down? I could make tea. I'm sure we could all go for some tea right now. She motions to the table that sits next to you with the scroll and the inkstone. As she sits down on a cushion on her knees, she reaches beneath the table and procures several ceramic cups and a teapot, all of which are various shades and hues of red. So do you like the color red, or are you just stuck with everything in your life being red? That's a little bit hard to say exactly. You see, parts of me are the color red. I don't know if I like it, but it is who I am on some level. Well, yeah, but like also your teacups are red, and are they red because parts of you are red and so you're partial to it, or you only get gifted red things? Because if you wanted a thing of a different color, depending on how the rest of our visit to your pagoda goes, I might be willing to like offer you something that is not red. The teacups are red because the people who built this pagoda, this temple, gifted them to me. That's the principal reason. Mm. I did not build this place. I did not ask that it was built. But here it is. And here are the things that they left me. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I'm I'm on board. I am personally one. I'm 100% on board. I love this. He, Hashin Mask goes, walks to the table, grabs a cup, and just sort of plops down in the seat. <laughs> Golden Might of the Dawn looks very hesitantly at him and looks to see what Rizzo is going to do. She looks at Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon doesn't seem to have uh, any weary feeling about the situation. He's kind of looking at all this empty spaces, making him nervous, but not Mars herself. So mm-hmm. Rizzo sits down at the table. I assume that if she was going to take us in a fight, she'd do it on even terms. Might as well take a seat. And anyone who would like to at this point can make a perception plus socialize roll at a difficulty five to read Tawia. All right. 
Uh, Ashen Mask is going to go ahead and activate Motive Discerning Technique. So he'll uh, get to use his wits, which is a lot better than his perception, and he gets double nines. Perfect. Six successes. Tawia is actively masking a sense of trepidation or disbelief. The way they are looking at Mars is different than the way that they have been looking at the rest of the room, and doesn't seem like the way that someone chosen by this god would probably look at them. And they are sliding into a seated position on one of the pillows here as you make this discernment. Ashen Mask gets one of the teacups and slides it over to Talia. Here, I think, uh, I think everyone can relax now, I think. Golden Might of the Dawn, who is the only one standing, feels resigned to sit down, and so she squeezes herself in between Ashen Mask and Rizzo. It's cool that there's exactly a amount of seating places for how many people are here. Even Qui-Gon has a little smaller pillow that he can sit at. It would seem that the people who made this place were lucky in crafting this table and placing these cushions. Yeah. Or we're lucky we brought enough people. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that, yes. You know, or this tower is just straight up magic. Well, that's certainly a part of it. I couldn't lie to you about that. I mean, I'm sure you could lie to us. We just wouldn't believe But I would be very cross if you did. Yeah, that would be a bad thing to do. You've all been through enough. I don't see the point in lying to you all. Great. Um, so why did you put us through that, um, if we're being so honest? It would be uncharitable to say that I was the person who did that, actually. The essence in this area is aspected to battles and to conflict. Aspected toward me, but I don't have actual agency over the ways in which that it manifests or affects people who travel through here. When we remove your idol, is it going to stop the Ice Walkers and the Taiga folk from trying to kill each other all the time? Something resembling a smile creeps across her lips. Yes. Well, shit, that's great. Seems like there's a catch to that. Like, you know, you wish to be a millionaire, but eh, a million people lose a dollar or something. Oh, that's fine. A million people lose one dollar. Who even cares? Or one poor family loses all their money and then it goes to you. Like, the money has to come from somewhere. What is the drawback of us taking this idol between the Taiga folk and the Ice Walkers? If you actually cared about the answer to that question, you wouldn't be here. There's nothing I can do at this point that will stop you from taking that idol. And there's nothing I could tell you that would stop you from leaving here with it. If you want an answer to my question, then... I ask you for an answer to one of mine. Seems fair. Why would you kill the sun? What? You're here. Clearly that is your intention. Unfortunately, we... Well, I guess fortunately, we are not the ones who want to kill the sun. There is a party that is coming closely in behind us, or at some point we'll end up here for the idols, and I broke apart from their group and escaped in order to beat them at what they are trying to do. So you would then fight those who sought to slay the sun? Yeah, if it came down to it, absolutely. I'm kind of hoping that I'll just be able to bat my eyes and they're going to give us their idols and we can just rehide them or something. But, you know, if we have to slay them, that'll be what we do. They have the worst intentions and I knew that I needed to 
do whatever it took to make sure that they didn't get that far. A lot has changed since this place was made, it would seem. Your question, she takes a long sip of the tea that she's poured. You wanted to know the nature of what will happen with the tiger folk and the ice walkers, correct? Yes. That is something that I can only answer in the broadest of terms. I only know a number of things. I can only sense a number of things here. And now, in the baldest of terms, I can feel them right now as they crawl to bear arms and clash with each other in the foothills of this mountain. When you should take the idol, time here will slowly begin to reawaken. The impact that is coming will wipe not only this temple from existence, but this mountain, this domain, all of the area held within it shall be wiped away. There is no way for them to continue this pointless fighting if they are all wiped clean. What? But I mean, we we got here like way before anyone else did. I mean, if the meteor hits, they should be fairly far away, right guys? What, what if, um, what if we there has to be a way to break the meteor you you could throw your chakram and i just i don't know at a meteor i mean i could you're not wrong i don't know what it would do we're exalted most of our stuff does like weird stuff that like other people's stuff doesn't do i mean if you hit it from one part and a cord hits it from another part and then talia can throw their stick and i'll swing my sight i don't if you should try all of you, to rebuke the meteor, then I can guarantee you that the bull shall take the idol from you. I can feel her. You see, time here does not work the way that you suspect that it should. You feel you've been here for a scant couple of hours? You've been here for five days. Of course we have. Oh, I'm not surprised to hear that. I really wish it weren't true, though. I'm kind of surprised to hear that. Should we get, like, moving? And Ashen Mask puts the cup that he has been drinking from down and starts to stand up and look around at everyone. I feel like we're okay for the moment, because if the bull started coming in here, it would also take them some time to get to where we are. She's not wrong. You'll leave here when you were meant to. Unfortunately, you can't avoid the battle that is to come. In the immediate or the distal sense. What is the radius? Like, is it going to knock out all those towns? Or is it just aiming for this temple? I only have a sense of awareness for what exists inside this domain. No towns lie within this. There are a number of structures that lie at the border. Those will surely be taken. Once we take it, do we have time to get out? Is it supposed to get the people who take the idol? Or can I alert a warning call on my way out? You know, evacuate, evacuate. The awakening will be somewhat slow, but collateral is guaranteed. You could warn a handful of people and they might be able to escape in time. We could always split up and do that, cover more ground. Let me tell you this. If you should fail in that task, only the one of you who carries with you the idol will be spared from the purifying flames. Okay, so we 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 won't do that. Unless, of course, you have some other way of surviving a meteoric impact. You did make your way up here. You might be possessed of such talents. I mean, I don't want to put it to the test. Well, I could always give you guys the idol and then use Stormwind Rider to leave and then just wait for you guys to catch up and alert people at a different rate. So Golden Might of the Dawn is going to put her hand onto Rizzo's shoulder. Rizzo, I think that what Mars is saying is that either we either 
the bull gets the idol from us and we save a few people or we fight the bull and focus on getting the idol away so that way she can't use it. So basically we either let the people be killed by the meteor or we let them be killed by the bull. I think if the idol got into the hands of the bull, the same amount of people would be affected. Is that not true? Certainly there's no way to prevent this from happening as far as I know. There's a ticking absolute certainty to the design of this structure, which the befuddling nature of your own essences seems to contradict. But she has a talent that I can feel. War is in her nature, her breath. If she were to leave here with this idol, nothing would stop her from amassing another force. I'm also not without a sense of mercy. I'm not condemning you to the death of everyone here, but it is not going to be simple for you to. I would argue that it would not be possible for you to save everyone. It's about whom you should choose to prioritize. You've made a lot of difficult choices and faced a lot of conflicts in order to get here. It's only suitable that you should face one last one. Not to say that you won't have to confront the bull upon your exit, for I assure you that you will. You'll also have to reckon with whom you should choose to save, if anyone. I sense tingles of essence here, touched by Luna, three of them. One of them's very unstable, scared. It feels familiar to me, like other people in the room. Are they worth saving? It's Kido. She's talking about your brother. They're here? In the temple? Not in the temple. In the... In the impact site, you might say. Okay, well, well, Kido is worth saving. I mean, he's your brother. And how many people in a village is his life worth if we could save 20? Well, how can we even save those 20? I mean, what if, the, what if he could get with us and help us fight the bull? You're... You won't have time. You guys can take the idol and start for the bull, and I will go get my brother. <sighs> I mean, I'm not... I'm not just going to let him be sacrificed by my choice of a meteor hitting him. I can't, I can't Well, call that's for battles. That. There's always casualties in war, right? Okay, but it's not your brother, so you can't just be that casual with it. We all know how you exalted, Ashen Mask. Well, I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying this is the point of, and he shoots a thumb over to Mars, this little temple this little experiment here where everyone has the same right number of seats and cups we have a choice on who gets to live or die isn't that fun for us it's not very fun no he 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 knows that it's not very fun i just i also kind of want to kick him because don't be a jerk about it <laughs> i didn't impart the power to choose who lives or dies upon you soul did that well who the hell is soul because i'm gonna go kill him the unconquered son Great. The one who blessed your brows. Great. Well, you know what? Maybe we should get all the idols together and kill him because that is a that is a shitty move and it's really bad and that's coming from me. We can answer the question of the fallout in a moment. There's a couple more questions I would ask of you. Of course there is. I might be able to impart upon you some more relevant information if you would care to listen to and answer them. If it would help our situation, I can't say no. Fine. What would you be willing to lose in order to stop those who would slay the sun? What price would you be willing to pay? What price would you call too high? 
I guess for me, I would give up to my own life. And asking too much would be for me to sacrifice others without their consent. Then you would leave here without the idol? I am not sure how we could. Then that is not a line too far for you. People will die. They will be sacrificed. This is a certainty. Goldie gives a very exasperated sigh, throws her arms up in the air, and then just like lays her head down on the table. I'm not sure how that information you gave helped at all. That wasn't intended to be helpful. You just you just said it would be helpful if we would listen. If you all will answer my questions, I will later provide you with useful insights. You've said that to sacrifice others without their consent is a line too far for you, yet you intend to take the idol. This is a paradox. Because if I don't take it, the bull's going to take it and probably just kill those people from the villages. And that's rude. And not her job. Time it. That's that's time's job. Take those lives. And yet you will sacrifice them without your consent. Without their consent, you know? Yes, without their consent. That's what I meant. I know. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying... That you understood what I meant. Maybe it doesn't have to be that way. Maybe we can get rid of that meteor and save the day and then take care of the bull, you know? Or just single the bull out, you know? Just throw the bull at the meteor. <laughs> oh, I like that plan. And Coldly raises her head up off of the table. I could probably build something that could launch the bull. I could reverse meteor. a tornado and maybe put her in it. Oh, Nevertheless... It is a risk you are willing to assume. How about either of you? Sun children? The others? Yeah, don't call me sun children, because now that I know that that asshole is why we had to go through this, I have words for him. I haven't decided which words those are, but I have words for him. He's not why you had to go through this. He's simply the one who imparted upon you the weight of authority. Yeah, yes, this is the this. Like, the, the rest of the pagoda, not great, but I think that this is the worst part. However... You don't understand what I mean. This is not about the pagoda or the choice you must make now. It's about every choice you've made since you were chosen. You are bigger than yourself. Every choice you make ripples farther along into more people than they ever would have when you were a simple mortal. That is a choice you cannot run from. That is a state of existence you must reckon with. You are giving me so many more conflicts than when I walked into this pagoda. Uh, you remind me of my dad when he would make me pick a punishment when my brother messed up. So this is just math then? Is this a math problem? We figure out how many people we can save at best and do that then? I am asking what you would sacrifice and at what line you would stop because this is not the most difficult choice you will have to make. If you seek to stop those who would slay the sun, or if you would seek to slay the sun yourselves... More difficult choices lie ahead of you. This is only the beginning. That cannot be denied. Fine. I'm willing to sacrifice as many lives as it takes. I would rather kill them myself, so I know exactly how it happened and know that I am fully accountable, but I accept that by taking this idol, I will be accountable for countless deaths, and I will live with that, but I will... Still go on and be loved like 16 couldn't. And Goldie squeezes her eyes shut and looks to the ceiling. And what is a line too far for you? A line too far would be getting taken prisoner or being made a slave again. Lucky for you, you've been blessed with might. Well, 
Asher Mask stands up, puts the teacup down on the table. Tell you what, what if I just take the idol and then it's off your shoulders? And he pats Goldie on the shoulder. I'm part of this party. I'm partly responsible for whatever you do. Even if you go around the side, because I don't hate your guts and maybe I want to be your friend. Shut up and don't talk to me. How far would you go? Well, that is an interesting question. You see, I would go as far as needs going. And that's going to depend on the situation and what we can do. And we're solars. We can do a whole hell of a lot. What is a line too far for you? Failure. Fascinating. And you? She looks to harmonious accord. I've already sacrificed everything, to be quite frank. I don't have a family anymore. Most of the people I cared about, I, I, I have no connection to, and they would not recognize me. I've given all that up, and I'd give it all up again. A line too far. That's simple. That would be to deny the lessons I've learned, or to lose another one of the allies I've made. I've been too careless in the past, and I refuse to lose another. A journey like this is more than likely to result in more casualties. There is no guarantee that the five of you sitting before me are going to all reach the end of your journey. But there's also no guarantee that the five of us won't not reach the end of the journey. Is the end of the journey our life? Like, eventually we're all going to die. So yeah, we will eventually all meet the end of our journey. I agree. Mercury knows more about journeys than I do. When I say the end of this journey, I mean the conflict that waits for you when all of the idols are collected. I don't care if I die then. I don't care. It's fine. I kind of care if I die then. I'll be honest. It's fine. Can I, I, I can't ask you to do that because I won't. I refuse. Well, refuse. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that I'm just going to show them this face and Goldie just kind of frames her face lightly with her hands. She is only mechanically a five out of five instead of a six out of five. But she is still unbelievably adorable. I'm going to show them this face. And they're going to be like, oh, we couldn't hurt you. And then if they decide that they could hurt me, I'll just hurt them back. Way worse. And you, child of mine, what say you? I, I am willing to be cast from the Five Score Fellowship if it were necessary. A line too far for me. I don't think that I could kill Languishing Diatribe. The power of a circle, even once broken, is quite strong. Your pain is understandable, but you might displace the burden of that onto others. I'll gladly answer another question or two of yours, all of you, about this crisis you face. How can I save my brother and kill the bull and take the idol? That's all I want. That's a very good question. All of those are easily achievable. You take the idol, you face down the bull, or she is at our doorstep now, and you use your sorcery. You find your brother, and you save him. Many others will die, though. How many? No. Yes. Fine. How many? Should you just save your brother? Thousands? Particularly in light of the impact that the loss of these people will bring upon their homes and villages? What is the best plan to get the idol, beat the bull, and save the largest number of people, including Kidu? You say that as though I can determine mathematically or easily what is, in absolute terms, the best outcome. I cannot do that. I can tell you that you are likely, by the power of Rizzo's sorcery, to be able to inform a number of people 
but all those people you inform might not be fast enough to make it to the edges. You may simply be informing them of a death that otherwise would have been swift and unknown. I could always try to tell Kidu to run and have him and his other exalted friends just go and try to save as many people as possible. I mean, I think that they would be okay with it if it also meant saving their lives as well as others. I mean, I think that's... I'm hoping that's a no-brainer to them. I will point this out to you. The solutions you propose dramatically favor the lives of those of the Tiger Folk. Are you willing to see the end of the Ice Walkers? No. Uh, I'm kind of tempted to just say at this point, let's just figure it out as we go. I'm more of a doer and less of a planner. If that is what you would rather do, that is fine. I am offering you a final chance to take what information I can provide you. Well, uh, the Ice Walkers, some of the... It's hard. Like, if all of the Ice Walkers enslaved people, then it'd be easy, and I'd say, great, just let them die. But they don't, and, uh... I have a question about if we take all the idols, what's gonna happen? I mean, can we just rehide them or destroy them? We don't want to do anything with the sun, but just, you know, just keep them from the bad guys. If you can collect all of them, you could destroy them. You could turn them into... Some other form of sorceress working, or you could return them to their places of rest. Undo the cascading changes to the environments that have been wrought by their removal. But if you know their locations, so too might others come to discover them again. So, as a thing that's related to your pagoda, but also not related to your pagoda, and not related to the bull... Um, am I still gonna have to see, um, and Goldie's eyes are trailing all along the table and she is making a point to not make any eye contact with anybody. Um, am I still gonna have to see 16? She puts her hands on her thighs and looks at you. She then reaches over and gently puts her fingers to the bottom of your chin. Sweet child, I believe that conflict is over. You'll only be visited by such apparitions if you invite them in. Cool. And Goldie, like, forces her head down and mutters under her breath, I didn't invite them in in the first place. I mean, from now on. Okay, cool. Well, I think we're all in favor of winging it, so... Wait, time doesn't move until we move the idol. And Goldie looks around the room to see if they would be able to hit the meteor with, say, a chakram from the room. I mean, I think mechanically speaking, it would be at long range, so you would need a charm for it. (laughs) Also, while looking around the room, you notice that Ashen Mask stood up a little while ago, and as the conversation has been going on, he has been edging closer and closer to the idol and is now within reaching distance of it. I realize that there's um, a role I can play when we descend. I, I I can manipulate air to some extent. I might be able to to use that to, to extend the reach of our message to inform as many people as possible that what is happening is happening. The fuck did you not say that earlier for? There's been a lot going on. I'm frankly still in awe of this place, and I'm spending a lot of time thinking about 
the consequences of this many people dying again. I've been digging around in the graves of the Tepets, in the Shadowlands left by the wake of what the bull did, and it's horrific. I- I'm just realizing now that there's something I might do that can prevent that, on some level. Rizzo kind of cuts him off and says, thank you, and she gives him a hug, and then walks towards Ashen Mask, who's... Fingers, I'm assuming now, are just brushing the edges of the idol, feeling the lure and his pirate ways. <laughs> Look, we said we were winging it, right? Fine, just take it. <sighs> Yoink! You take the idol, and the room was already hot when you entered, and you can immediately feel the air begin to heat as Mars stands and is approaching the billowing cloaks, which are now moving almost imperceptibly, but there is a slight twitch of their movement. She looks to Talia and says, What concerns you? You seem distressed. And Talia says, It's nothing. You just, you haven't had that haircut for a long time. And Mars steps behind the curtain and disappears. You can see the statue, or maybe it's the figure above you, slowly straining to buckle. You can see twitches of muscle fibers as they press against the oncoming meteor, as they begin to fail, slowly. You are in possession of the idol. What do you do? Rush outside as fast as possible. Um, How much fall damage would we take if we just broke out the window? Um, There's not a window up here to speak of. You'd have to jump out the top and then jump off the roof. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, we are exalted. We could do that. But how much fall damage would we take? Long range fall damage. Great. Okay. I guess we're just going to hurry down them stairs. So you rush out. You descend quickly half a dozen or more sets of stairs through several chambers that look identical. As you drop each level, you see slightly more agitated activity in the smoke and the detritus in the room until you bust out the front door and you can see cresting the hill from which you saw at first the squad of statues that protected this place. The bull of the north is cresting. Her whalebone diclave is struck to her back. She is wearing this ornately carved leather armor and behind her walk lines of soldiers wearing similarly elegantly carved armors. She shouts to you as she sees you exit. I see that I was not quick enough. That is no matter to me. Come and face me, and I will take what is rightfully mine. Okay. And then Rizzo comes down. Uh, She also would like to nod and look at Harmonious Accord to make sure he's doing what he said he was going to do. So he's not going to be able to have that reach. Okay. Until you descend. You have to beat the bull first. Okay. Golden Might of the Dawn is going to clap her hands together and summon out the scythe that she was so distraught in her own room she didn't even realize that she put away and she's going to give it a few twirls and knows that these aren't people that she's going to be able to intimidate down and she's going to have to cut them down. As you do this, more and more pieces of rock begin to lift 
up in the power of the impact. She calls down to you as she and her group of soldiers are coming down this hill. I see that you have finally seen sense. You are reaching for your weapons as opposed to wasting your time and your breath speaking to me. I assured you that next time we spoke, it would be as enemies and I would slay you. The time is upon you. Have you any last words? Fuck you. These aren't last words for us. They're the last words you'll hear. I'm about to teach you humility. She (laughs) chuckles. You are colorful. It is a shame that we could not be friends. You'll be joining your tall, blonde friend soon. And Harmonious Accord says, don't you talk about him like that. If there was any way that Rizzo could be glowing without spending X amount of essence, she would be right now. I'm fine for that. Cool. So she would just immediately be glowing and there's a ringing in her ear. You know, when you get really mad and you're trying to be brave and you're trying to like tell someone something that's like really honest, but you know, it's something that scares you. She feels that. And so her hands are kind of shaking, but she feels this ringing in her ear and things start to get clouded in her eyes a little because she thinks she's going to cry, but she swallows it down and just beelines it. So, as you're flaring, are you going totemic or just bonfire? It would definitely be that, not just like a fire. So what is your totem? Describe what your essence looks like as it congeals. It starts off as a small ball, and it kind of crackles like a green fire when you mix copper with a flame, and it burns like this weird looking yellow first and then it turns into a green and it turns into the shape of a cocoon that slowly starts to unfold and then all of a sudden it's a swallowtail butterfly that has a lot of reflections in it that are from Rizzo's strongest memories that sheer iridescence of it so with each flap It's a stronger feeling that kind of gives Rizzo a motivation and a empowering feeling within her. But it's not like a a feeling of like, hey, I look good today. It's more of a, hey, you can fucking do this. This is how strong you are. As you erupt into your totemic brilliance, so too does the bull. Pale blue and pink and orange and gold light burst from her as she draws her whalebone diaclave and begins a battle cry, charging down the hill, erupting from this essence, looking with eyes like the sun cresting the horizon, is an enormous bull which bellows. Inside of it are hundreds of other creatures that comprise its form each of them a totem of the Ice Walkers, but they pale in comparison to the power of the bull. She charges for you. You charge for her. As you meet, roll join battle. Is one of their totems the mammoth? One of them inside of the bull, yeah. yeah. So she looks at that one, and she smiles as that is an image on her butterfly as a stronger moment now because she was alongside her friends killing a totem, which is not something you're supposed to do, but... It's a fonder memory of them fighting together. And now that she knows that it's pissed off the bull, it's become a good thing. So as we roll join combat, we see this still image of the bull and the butterfly and the clashing of a whalebone and orichalcum as your diclaves come together. Are you ready for some piping? 
hot goss. That's right. It's time for lunch at the Tiger Folk Longhouse. How nice of you kids to treat an old man to a hot meal. I'm hesitant about this. I'm not going to lie. So just behave, buddy. Qui-Gon's on alert. Uh, Yeah. That's adorable. I mean, you're not wrong. You're still an asshole, but you're not wrong. Okay, well, don't make me stick my lion on you, okay? He doesn't like having to be mean. You have a lion? Oh, yeah, I guess you've only seen believing, huh? Well, sucks to be you. You'll see the lion eventually. A lion? Like a a lion a lion? Yeah, like a plain old lion. I mean, Mercy isn't old at all. Mercy is very young, but... A lion that you named Mercy? Yeah. Where do you... Because it's at my mercy that Mercy kills people. Where do you keep a lion? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. In my pocket. Okay. So it's either fake uh, doll or you're crazy. (laughs) It's none of those things, but you are an idiot. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) So. So, yeah, looking at this menu. um, We kind of just order. Just just order. Yep, we just order here. I don't know if you've ever. I've been to a restaurant before. Okay, just wondering. Not yeah, a, I'm not a dog. When's the last time you paid the restaurant? I was just restaurant, gonna say, did though? you do it formally? Because since I mean, like you're the amount of restaurants that we aren't allowed to be Look, in, the dine and dash, in my opinion, it is paying for your meal because you have to work for it. Mm-mm. And at the end of the day, what value is money except for a representation of paying, the work that you've done? Paying somebody else who is not getting any of that work for giving you food. The work that you're doing is not going to them. Did you think yeah. about that? Hey, they should have done a better job. That's you, just capitalism. You should have done a better job. It's just the basics of capitalism, though. Your dad is almost as bad as the dinosaur. What is I wrong with him? Roll my eyes into eternity at you. This is you are just you leave a bad taste in my mouth. Like, got okay, yeah, old onion. Stick your stick your tongue out. Yeah, that's good. That's nah. good. Great. Can we get some alcohol over here? Like a lot, please. <sighs> yes, yes, please. Oh yeah, here you go. Here's some basic. Mead, I guess. Thanks. Got a lot of bees up here, so I don't know why I'm explaining why we have mead. It's, we don't need to explain that here. Have some mead. It's just a big old, big old horn of the stuff. Thank you. You are a deer, and Goldie just slides hers right on over to Ashen Mass because he needs it more. Oh yes. Oh sure. They're a deer, and I'm a lion. <laughs> no, you're not the you're, lion here. You are not a lion. <laughs> you look nothing like Mercy. You really set that up. You knew there was an actual lion here. Well, I still haven't seen the lion. I don't believe that there's an actual lion here. Oh, so you only believe in stuff you can see? I mean, when I know what a lion is, and you tell me that you have one, and it's in your pocket, I it really stretches believability. Okay. Just in that particular there's case. There's also a believing, so you mean... Yeah. Do you want me to pull out believing? Because sure. believing is a mouse, and you don't see my mouse anywhere now, do you? Yeah, but you could believably keep a mouse in your pocket. Yeah. Believing is believable. And so is mercy. And so is loving. Yeah, but I think my dad's got a real problem with believing in mercy and loving. You know, I would believe all three of those things. You know what? If I was a lion, what my name would be. La 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 la. If you were a lion, you wouldn't get to name yourself. So no matter what you think your name would be, it wouldn't. Well, I can guarantee you I'm a much better lion namer than you could ever be. Because frankly, mercy, 
that that's ridiculous. Pride. That's a name for a lion. Um, if you're gonna name a if you're gonna name a lion after a virtue, might as well be pride. That's not. That's not. So pride's not a virtue. I don't know if we should go over this again. Uh, Pride, greed, um, sex. Um, all those things are virtues, in my opinion. You know, and Goldie looks stash and mask. I have a much better appreciation for you now that I know that you put up with this for who knows how many years. I know how many. I know, and I'm sorry that you do, to be completely honest. You know what the worst part probably is? Mm. The boy knows what I'm doing right now, and he's completely powerless to stop me. He knows what you're doing, as in you're trying to sneak dinner rolls into your pocket while you're talking to us? Or that you're preparing That's just to dine one dash. level of this, <laughs> kid. There's so many layers. I mean, let's... I'm Onions like have a, layers. That's, that's the kind of taste you're leaving in my mouth. I'm like a spider on top of a wedding cake. There's layers upon Parfaits layers upon layers. webs. Onions have layers. I think you're a lot like an onion. I've never met anyone who says they don't like parfaits. They're so-so. Oh, that's so funny, because you're also so-so. Hmm, that's true. Well, if you have so much of a problem with me, why don't you just, uh... Give me a couple of koku, maybe some obols or something. I'll be out of your hair in a minute. Hey, I tell you what. You lay your hand on the table and close your eyes, and we'll see if I have a mouse in my pocket or if I have a lion in my pocket mm. by if it bites off your hand or not. That's yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to willingly subject myself to the potential loss I of a hand. I think it's interesting, and you should at least do one finger. I think that that would be cool, because if you really believe or not, up to you yeah i mean if you're convinced I mean, that i don't have a lion in my pocket again i'm just going to talk to you about capitalism 101 if you're going to want me to do this you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put some money up for this thing look he's got a, a reverse racket going here where instead of paying you to be around he's gonna he's gonna have you pay to have him leave oh no that's his deal that's oh no you're about to see mercy <laughs> nail on the head there kid so yeah you're gonna have to you're gonna have to proffer me some money and then we can talk about this whole hand deal. No, I don't care that. I don't care enough. All right, so well. what do you think? I'm not going to let him win. The lion or the bear? Bear. The bear. Bear it oh, is. Oh, so there's a bear now. Cool, cool, cool. I bet you know a thing or two about bears. I don't know what you mean by that. I bet you don't. That sounds like you're implying something, and I'm just not entirely <laughs> sure what it is. I'll bet you think that. Look, if this is about... You must not be smart enough. This is about large, hairy men. Yes, I am a bisexual man, and I... No? And I will engage in acts. I'll with... bet you think that that's what you th- thought I was that's why I going said it, off yeah. of. Nope, but that's wrong. Man, you're just... You're not so getting it's it. it's not about my sexcapades. Got nope. it. Oh, my God. Please, I did, more, more mead. I didn't know about them before, but now I do. So you just ratted yourself out. Goldie is going to stick her hand into the pocket of her sweater and pull out a small, what looks like brown cotton ball. You, you clean your ears with that or what? <laughs> no. This is my bear. Cool. Looks like a dust ball. <laughs> oh, you're you head. sure it's not a dust bunny? I'll <laughs> bet you think it is a dust ball. I've been in this game a long time, kids. I will be at this table until you put money in my hands. So help me God. Oh, we'll just leave then. We don't have to... We can leave without you. <laughs> you know what that makes you? A diner and dasher, and that makes you oh, no, the I, scum of the earth. No, I actually just According go to the waiter. To your own words. I'll just go to the waiter, pay for what I had, and then so will my friends. And then we leave and say how much you had, and say, don't let that guy go till he, he pays. 
He yes, said he see, was going to pay. I guarantee you I'm going to make it out of this restaurant without paying money. And then can you imagine how much money then essentially you've paid me? This is a win-win Zero scenario. Dollars. You end up washing dishes. They have rules for people like you who don't pay. And I'll be darned if you're not going to wash some dishes for your meal if you're not going to pay. You onion. Son, your friends are strange. I, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you'd like to get in touch with the show or Quinn, feel free to send us an email to swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Swallows of South and on Facebook and Tumblr at Swallows of the South. If you like the show, leave us a five-star rating or review on iTunes. It's a great help and always helps get the word out there to more new people. Our theme song is new by Elvis Herod, and I hope you have a wonderful week. See you next Tuesday.